Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by the best pinch hitter in the game. We should call him, uh, who is the best pinch hitter of all time, Sheer, in baseball? Jake Franklin wouldn't know this because that's an old school rough. Who is the best uh, Who is the best pinch hitter of all time, Sheer? I don't know. Me. Um, I know there's one person. All right, we're just going to call you 40-year-old Eddie Murray right there. So, I'm all right. Up, no, I'm looking this up because it's it's going to upset me. I'm telling Lenny you. it's Harris. What's that? Who's Lenny Harris? Oh, Lenny Harris is uh, a switch hitter, lefty, I believe. Yes, I do know Lenny Harris. There you go. Lenny Harris, that's who I am. All right. Now, we got a bunch to talk about here. We're going to talk about Zoo. We're going to talk about DeAndre Ayton. We're going to talk about Section 7. I get to hang out with Shear for a good 10 hours tomorrow, along with Bruce Pascoe, who is, Bruce, you're not listening, but... You're not escaping this. You're just not, Bruce. I will bother you all day today. But first, we got the NBA draft today. I'm going to give some advice to some NBA GMs right now. But we're going to first talk about Azulis Tabellis. Um, most people, most drafts have him. Mocks have him going undrafted too, as Tony Clifton said, 51 right there, somewhere in that range. Um, to me, this is very, very team specific. And if he's picked 51, I'd rather have him go undrafted this year so he can pick his team. Yeah, uh, I checked in last night with a few people around the program, and there is a possibility he gets drafted. Uh, there's a few teams there late in the second round, but, I mean, we know he's not going to be a first-round pick. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, it could just become a situation where if you're going to be the third-to-last pick in the NBA draft, you might just be better off being a free agent, picking your team and doing well in summer league and all that. All right. I guess my question with Zoo is, what does he hang his hat on? And I, I read a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, about people try to compare him to uh, Demonis Sabonis. The problem with Demonis Sabonis is that he's much better. Um, he can, yeah. um, I mean, he can he can facilitate an offense. He can. Uh, he's supposedly one of the best pick and roll defenders in the league. None of those, I believe, apply to Zoo. Jason Shear. Yeah, I was reading um, Sam Viceni. I like his his draft breakdown a lot. And he basically said that, you know, Zoo is a really good college player. But in this day of the NBA and the way teams play, he's just not a great fit for what a lot of teams do. He can't really defend. He can't really take his guy off the dribble. Um, you know, you're, you're basically, in Sam's opinion, the ceiling is an offensive spark off the bench. And you have a long career doing that. As like a sixth or seventh man, you put him in as a big man for offense. But with that being said, the worst case scenario for him is he goes to Europe and makes a crap load of money. One thing Zoo does very well, B-Cat makes a great point right here. He can run down the court very fast. He's very good at running the break. I do agree with that right there, Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why we say like if he's going to get drafted, it's got to be a a, a style fit. Like he's got to be drafted to a certain type of team or else it's just not going to work. All right. Now, a couple things. Um, 
Now, if you're an NBA, if you're an NBA scout and you're listening to this show, which you should be, and let's be honest here, every NBA scout is currently uh, piped in. Sure, you know, you agree with this, correct? Well, I, I would assume. It's, what else are they doing this morning? <laughs> Duh. Draft Scoot Henderson with the second pick. This is going to be a national uh, movement for me. I do not understand why Brandon Miller would ever be picked over Scoot Henderson. Sheer, I believe you would choose Brandon Miller. Is this correct? No, <laughs> not at all. Did you see the odd shift this morning? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, for sure. It's it's back to Scoot. I think Scoot's the easy pick. It, it, it just, to me, it's he's really good. He could play with other guards. Um, there's no problems off the court with him. I'm not saying Brandon Miller, you know, whatever. I'm not getting into that. But um, to me, Scoot's just a better prospect. Just, right. you know, when you're when you're just talking basketball. So um, uh, he seems like the easier pick. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about DeAndre Ayton here. Very, uh, very mercurial in many people's eyes. DeAndre Ayton. Um, the uh, uh, Gambo, I believe, came out with a piece the other day where he essentially said that Monty Williams was a jerk to uh, half the players on the team. I'm a generally a little bit skeptical of these reports a lot of the times because you didn't say that while they were here. Now, um, but this to me is kind of – I'm curious to see what the Suns end up doing, though, with DeAndre Ayton because you need depth right now. But I'm also not giving DeAndre Ayton away. But at the same time, it is fair to question, Sheer, just how badly he wants it. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I You know, it's – if you're Frank Vola, do, do you give it another chance? Like if you're the management of the Suns. Would Jason Shear give it another chance? I would only because him and Monty clearly didn't get along. Right. I mean, it, that's obvious. And it also depends on the package you could get for him. Now, if I could get a legit package back, yeah, I'm trading him. But if, I, if I'm if i getting scraps, um, I'm just going to keep him and see how he does and go from there. Now, you don't like the Bradley Beal trade. You said it was a bad move for the Suns. You're wrong. Uh, sure. It, it's twofold. They didn't give up anything for him. I don't care about what they gave up. But I don't think he's the difference between winning a championship or not. He doesn't defend. He doesn't facilitate. He's a very good scorer, but that's all he does. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have made the trade, correct? Probably not. I mean, it's look. It, you got to uh, hold on to Landry Shamit when you can. Let's be honest. The Suns are like the worst defensive team in the league now. Mm. Well, they're just going to outscore teams, man. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, it's. I get why they did it. It's a dynamic backcourt, but. All know. right, but Shear's not doing it. We have Shear on record. Jacob Franklin, please timestamp this one right here. Um, now, before we get to Section 7 as well, but so you would keep DeAndre Ayton. I would as well, but I'll tell you this. After about 10 games, if he still doesn't look like he cares, I'm getting rid of him, though. I'm giving him a new giving him a new slate, but at the same time, um, at the risk of J-Mark going crazy on me, I'm getting rid of him after that because I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, I mean, look, if Frank Vogel works with him and doesn't like him or doesn't think he's a fit, you trade him. Right. Or otherwise, why did you hire Frank Volk? Like, you got to give him some say over the roster and all that. And if he goes to you and say, look, Aiton just doesn't fit with what I want to run, then you got you to find a, a good enough package to get rid of him. You also don't like Matt Ishbia, though, the uh, uh, the uh, owner of the uh, um, Phoenix Suns. like him. Oh, you have he's, he's very hands-on. Usually that doesn't work very well, but, you know, we'll find out. Would you rather have a hands-on owner that spends a lot of money than the ones that don't care and don't spend any money? Uh. Yeah. Would you rather have Bobby Robbins or Michael Crow? Bobby Robbins, obviously. All I know right. what you're saying. All right, there you go. Now, all right, section seven here in a second. But first, we've got to talk about Philly B. 
We didn't quite give Philly B the just due that he deserved the other day. Philly B is on the Serbian U19 team. You could catch him Saturday morning. Um, Sheer, when Philly B starts dropping 20 per game and your message boards are blowing up, we're gonna see, you're going to sit here and say, Mike, that was a bad bet that I made. <laughs> he hasn't made the team yet. He's on the preliminary team. He's still got to make – I think he's got to make – there's going to be a cut of like four or five guys, but they're going to keep Philly B. Don't worry. I mean, I assume Philly B is going to be the best player in the world. Right. I need Philly B against Kylan Boswell. I need Philly B to outplay Kylan Boswell. I need, right. you know, Conrad Martinez. I need Philly B and Conrad Martinez to play against each other, which is possible. Um, I need all of it. I need all the Philly B smoke. All right. Zona Germany says he made the team sheer. Sherry being called out on the live stream. I don't think he made the final team. So to Germany, we need you to check this out. It's posted on the Serbian Federation site, and you know them. They check, recheck, and then check their facts again. All right, well, you're doing that. I'm going to get my Circle K read in because that's as important as Philly B. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find a Circle K near you. And Tap and Bottle, the Tap and Bottle watch parties. As you know, Scott, Rebecca, salt of the earth. Support them. If you support anything good in life, support them because these are they're animal lovers, they're beer lovers, and they love Tucson. Check it out, Tap and Bottle downtown or on the northwest side right there. Sheer, what'd you find out? Uh, nothing. All right, so we're going to go under the premise that Philly B is on the team. Now, let's talk a little Section 7 tomorrow. Going to be up there early. First guy we're going to be watching is Koa Pete, obviously. Um, I had to tell Shear that Elijah Williams isn't playing. But, oh, by the way, Zona Germany is going to link us, Shear. So you might be in a lot of trouble right here. I'm reading Bruce Pascoe. And Ooh. Bruce said, as of three days ago, he was a candidate to make the team. These aren't the full – I don't believe these are like the full making, like USA finalized theirs. I don't know if these other guys have. All right. Well, Zona Germany, we're waiting on you right there. All right. We're going to talk about a couple guys right here that we haven't talked about before. Salt Lake Academy has a player, uh, a very uh, a high-ranking uh, guy, last name Mandikeet. I know uh, all I know is what I've watched on a video about him, but this guy seems to me to be a pretty easy offer, though, Sheer. I'm still thinking about Philly. Who'd you ask me about? <laughs> Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City Academy or Salt Lake Academy? Oh, JJ Maniquit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen him yet, Mike. I'm going to see him tomorrow. I think. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm like you, I don't just make determinations of who to offer based on YouTube clips. I need to see it and feel it and be a part of it. Well, you fell into this one because you needed to see more of Cody Williams right before he became a top five prospect. If Cody Williams isn't very good in college, you will never hear the end of it. And just like I assume that if he's good in college, I will never hear the end. I just need him to be a first-round pick. I don't care about college. What's that do for you if you're Colorado? If he's not good in college, who cares? All right, fair enough. Either way, a guy that we didn't get into a ton, though, yesterday I want to talk a little bit about that I'm very intrigued by is Jason Crow Jr., very interesting kid right here out of Linwood. He, as a freshman at Linwood – averaged uh, over 30 points per game um, as a freshman. I am I, I have never heard of him before I got this list, but I'm excited to see what he can do. He's legit. Uh, he's illegitimate. He's actually AU teammates with uh, Carter and Jamari. 
mm-hmm. was on that team. So, I mean, he is a, a legitimately good player. 2026, you probably don't offer him unless he's a no-brainer just yet, but he's absolutely a guy that, um, that we're going to be hearing more of moving forward. Those numbers uh, really, those numbers do catch me. Now, um, Elsie Harrington, you and I have gone a little bit back and forth on him. I don't know that you're totally sold on him the way I am off the YouTube highlights here. Is this correct? Uh, no, I like him. I like Elsie. You know, I you offer him? him. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I think he's a good offer candidate. You know, I again want to see him this weekend only because I haven't seen a lot of these kids in, in a while. And right. So you know, you kind of want to see how they project and all that, but. Um, he, he's a solid player. It wouldn't be a surprise at all if he played well this weekend and got an offer. All right. I need 2025 guard Braden Burries to come out of here with an offer from the University of Arizona. Shear and I, I can say, are on a little bit. I would have already offered him. Shear still needs to see more. Let me ask you this. What do you think the chances are that the Tommy Gunn pulls the trigger and offers him this uh, this summer? I think it's, it's pretty decent. You know, it, it's – I think you got to get over, like we said before, you got to get over his body type is not very good, um, you know, and and you got to get over that. Um, I think he's a a solid player, you know. He's blowing up a little bit, and but he's a guy where you know it's it's not. I, I think he's really good. I think I would probably offer him, but I don't think he, like you watch me to go. Oh, this is a no brainer. Like I could get there being some hesitancy. How important? I'll, I'll let you know this weekend, Mike. I'm gonna watch him tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm going to be watching him as well. Now, I do like offering, though, kids that come from uh, good families that are friends with kids that are coming to the U of A. He is a uh, he is a buddy of these guys. I do like that. I don't recruit a kid just because of that, but I do like that aspect to it, Sheer. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you add him, there's no issues with Carter and those guys because he's friends with them. And, and right. that, that absolutely is something that you look at. Um, you know, I remember going back. Derek Thornton and Alonzo Trier, right? Arizona didn't really recruit Derek Thornton because him and Alonzo hated each other. Was <laughs> there anybody both. that Alonzo Trier got along with? He, he was definitely a with. common denominator, Sheer, and a lot of hostilities. He was he was back in Tucson uh, last week. He gets along with some guys. All right, so he didn't like uh, so he didn't like Derek Thornton. He didn't like Tyler Dorsey. Um, who else? No, was I don't there? know if the Tyler Dorsey thing. That that wasn't that was more of Arizona. All right. Um, I thought there was somebody else in there as well that he didn't like. He didn't like Raleigh. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Old, uh, old water under the bridge, as the kids would say right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's going to be – You should. everybody should get up there, though. I am uh, – again, this is going to be fascinating. Also – um, Jamari Phillips will not be playing up there, but Jamari Phillips was on campus though on Monday with Compass Prep right there. And judging by some of the highlights I saw and whatnot, um, Sheer, I'm telling you, this kid is going to step in and play 20 plus minutes per game. We've not had many freshmen in the Tommy Gunn era do that. As a matter of fact, if we had any freshmen, I don't think we've had any freshmen do that. He and Carter are going to break that mold. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think Jamari, his game is is very advanced. He'll be ready right away um, to play in college. I, I think he's probably the most ready guy that, that Tommy's brought in off the top of my head as a true freshman. Um, he, you know, I don't know if he'll start. That depends on the roster. I think there's going to be openings for him to start because I, I don't expect Boswell or Love to be on this roster next season, which would mean that, you know, if the coaching staff starts, tr- trust Jamari enough to start, He's he's got a legit shot to start. 
All right. You mentioned Kylan Boswell right there. Kylan Boswell is now starting to show up on NBA draft charts next year as a first round pick. And I think a big part of that is, is that people up close have seen just that he is a more dynamic athlete than he appears to be. When you just look at him, he can play basketball. I don't know that he's ever going to be an all NBA player, but he's starting to really kind of round into that first round looking pick of a starting NBA point guard here. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's only going to grow. You know, if he has a season like we think he's going to have, he'll be gone, and and there won't be many complaints about it. Um, you know, advanced uh, intelligence as a point guard is, again, another guy, his body isn't great, and NBA teams may look at, like, at that, but um, the athleticism is good enough. The speed is good enough. He's good defensively. He does a little bit of everything. He's – I don't think he'll ever be an NBA superstar – but there's a very good chance he has a, a nice long NBA career. All right. But then that's why I like bringing in Jaden Bradley, though, because, again, now I've got some real confidence there because 2024-25 Arizona is loaded because, again, you're bringing in Carter Bryant. You're bringing in Jamari Phillips. You uh, Then you have Jaden Bradley right there at the point. Leader of men, Umar Ballo, could be back. Just saying. Um, and you got uh, you got – I mean, heck, Pella Larson could be back. I mean, so 2024-25 is going to be a loaded Arizona roster there this year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things have to go right. Like you mentioned, Umar and Pella, we, you don't know what they're going to do. Um, but they're going to be fine. You know, Jaden Bradley slides over to the one. They have Jamari. They have Carter. I'm sure there's international guys that they'll bring in. I don't expect Morauskas or Krivis to go anywhere. So you'll have those guys returning. Uh, I'm sure they'll get some transfers. I, I honestly – it's funny to say this considering where everybody was mentally like two months ago, but Tommy Lloyd knows what he's doing when, when he constructs these rosters. So it's hard to kind of freak out over it. And yeah, I mean, they could lose some guys, but the ultimate dream scenario is that most of these guys come back. And if it happens, Arizona is probably the number one team in the country. All right, let's talk Arizona-UCLA here in a second. We were talking about that in our group chat yesterday, and I figured that I would give the outside world a little bit of a uh, insight into our group chat right there. But first, for peaks, Jason Shear is coming around on Dylan Anderson, and the U of A is acknowledging it as such. If you look on what the U of A has been advertising games with, guess who is on front and center right there, Shear? I got Dillian. something for you, Mike. What Someone do you got? made this for me. You may have seen it. I got to bring it up on my phone. I think I know what this is. Can everybody see that? Yes, Derek Pipka. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There it is, man. <laughs> that actually, that, that is quite good. I thought about tweeting it, but then I decided not to. But uh, <laughs> Dylan Anderson has been, you got to admit, they have been pushing him right there. They've been pub, They've been giving him a lot of pub. I'm sure it has nothing to do with him being from Phoenix in the game in Phoenix. I just think it's because they know he's dominant. How about that? They also send out a very nice birthday tweet about him as well. They did. They are happy that he was born, which is a big deal. All right. Because I think Mike pays 95% of Dylan Anderson's NIL. That is not true. I wish I did, though. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely higher. But Dylan Anderson, obviously one of the charter four peaks right there. He is a, uh, again, um, when Umar Ballo moves on, the next leader of men on this team will be Dylan Anderson. Check out Four Peaks Brew, though, or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Again, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Very, very good stuff right there. Now, Arizona UCLA. UCLA has pulled a trick out of the Tommy Gun sleeve right there and that they've recruited big-time elite international players right there. And by God, I don't 
and this is not meant to be a slight to Philly B, but players that are a little bit uh, higher uh, higher echelon than Philly B right there. UCLA, I can see being anywhere from second in the conference to sixth in the conference next year. Sheer, you got Dylan Andrews at the point. You've got uh, I almost said Dylan Anderson. You've got uh, Dylan Andrews at the point. You got Bona at the center position, and then you've got Stefanovic, and then you've got some really high profile Euros. So, what do you think about UCLA Skier? Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big Dylan Andrews guy. I, I I'm oh. not a big fan of him. I I think that is that is their biggest issue. To me, like the the, the international players they brought in are are very good potentially, but at Arizona, we know more than anyone that just because they're ranked highly, you have no idea how that transfers. Right. Um, and Cronin is not the most patient dude in the world. So what happens when one of the international players, you know, struggles? Right. right? How does he deal with that? You know, I, I bring up uh, Conca, the guy that transferred to Wake Forest. He was highly ranked too. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't play at all and then was run off by Cronin. Um, they do have the potential. Like if those international guys hit, they're going to be one of the better teams in the conference. If they don't hit, uh, they have they have major issues. And I do worry about them offensively as well. There's not a lot of shooting, not a lot of offense on that team. Are you out on the international player as being able to be a, obviously an obvious instant impact player if none of the UCLA guys and Pauly M aren't ready to play? Yeah, I, I would be skeptical. I mean, it would have to be a really, really good player. Like, I think Ruben Prey, for instance, we've talked about him. I, I would be shocked if that guy's not an instant impact. But, like, if you're talking UCLA, getting the, the French guy whose name I can't pronounce, the wing. Mara? Yeah. Uh, Ade Mara, Jan Vide. If none of those guys contribute, if Pauly's not very good, if Crevis isn't very good, you do kind of have to look at the whole situation and, and think twice about it. All right, now Zona Germany coming in here with a hot board right here. Um, now, or a hot uh, says, uh, Jan Vitti is very good, yet Conrad was the MVP and not Vite of the championship game there, Sheer. Now, wouldn't that be the ultimate sleight of hand if Conrad Martinez came in here and forces his way into the rotation? Uh, that is, uh, that would be funny. You know, I, I actually know these international guys' rankings. I found out this morning. So, All right, well, give them to me. Break them. Uh, two fours and a three. How about that? Okay. They're two so, fours and a three, the UCLA guys? Arizona's. They're going to get ranked probably by the end of the day. Oh, so Pauly M. Hey, is Pauly M going to be a top 50 guy? Uh, I don't believe fifth. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look. So you guys aren't that high on Pauly M then? Two fours and a three. Okay. You know so, three is. so Mount Crevas will be a four star as well then, correct? Yes. All right, so we're breaking news right now that Pauly M and Mount Crevas are both going to be four stars. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull that roster up there really quickly right there. So now we can actually plug in four stars next to these names right here. I actually uh, might. I don't know why I'm breaking this. Oh, up. we got to add Pauly M on there. He's not on here yet. My bad. Um, very all right. disrespectful. Yeah, so you got Crevas going to be a four star. Conrad Martinez, oh, I'm going to add him too, is a three star. Okay, I got it, Sheer. But uh, Pauly M will be the highest rated out of those kids, correct? Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Uh, I believe so. And then looking at it, you asked me top 50. Yeah. Uh, No, they won't be top 50. They won't be top 50. All right. Where are they going to be? Top 75. Both top 75? Yeah. And where's it? Where does Conrad fall? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I just know two fours and a three. So I don't know how 
high this is the where, be and all that. This is where it gets more fascinating, though, because Conrad Martinez and Philly B both seem like they're three-star kids coming in though, Sheer. Uh, yeah, and like, look, like, like Jan Vide, I think already has his ranking for UCLA. I'm looking it up real quick, and I think he's. I'm, I'm going to look here. He is ranked three stars as well. Wow. What about Mara? Uh, he's not in yet, but I will say that it looks to me like there's a good chance that Conrad will actually be ranked higher than Jen. All right. Well, again, you are on the you're on the cutting edge of Conrad Martinez right there. So we'll uh, we'll go we'll go with that one right there. But UCLA to me is going to be interesting. I just don't necessarily know where their scoring is going to come from because Bona is always going to be a kind of a Clint Capella type, for lack of a better term. I like Dylan Andrews more than you uh, more than you Stooges do, but I also don't think that he's going to average twenty points per game. Then you got a lot of Will McClendon's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's, you, you just stole what I said, Mike. I don't know where the points are coming from. I just don't know who's going to score. But you say uh, that about every team though. You're relying on the international guys to be offensive impact players right away. Right. Like, right. Hawkins could get his bucket before that Juzang could get his bucket. Who's that guy on the roster now that can go get their bucket? I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's move over to a little bit of U of A football right here. We had Keona Wilhite on yesterday or Keona Davis, excuse me, to be clear. It is Keona Davis. Um, sure. You need you guys. You guys need to change that on 24 seven as well. I will right now. You know, what's going to be interesting is when you change that on 24 seven before he changes it on his Twitter profile. But <laughs> that is called being ahead of the game right there. Um, but uh I'll, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to uh, Kiona, I've uh, I was hoping that the recruitment would be shut down, um, that they would go on no more visits because it worries me when you go on visits. And plus, going into this summer, I think that he's going to get a lot more look looks. I I came away thinking that uh, from that interview, great kid. Um, but at the same time, um, uh, well, great kid. There is no but. But oh, I just butted again. I do think, though, that it's going to uh, – this is going to be something that you're going to be recruiting towards the end, until, until the end. So when Jed Fish's staff first came and they went after some players that were higher profile than someone that were taking other visits, I, I texted someone that is very heavily – I'm not going to name names because I'm not allowed, but heavily involved in Arizona recruiting. And I said – I asked about visits, and he said, look, he basically said, if you want good players – in this day and age, you have to be able to hold on to kids and you have to be okay with them looking at other schools. Otherwise, you know, like it's, he basically said, do you want bad players that aren't recruited by other schools? Right. Which was like kind of Kevin Sumlin and Rich Rod's situation was like, yeah, we'll get you. Cause we know that no other school wants you. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to commit. Arizona's fighting for, for good players. Will Hyde is going to always be recruited. Even if he didn't visit Washington this weekend, he's always going to be recruited. Jordan Washington, the four-star running back, is always going to be recruited. That's just the way it is. If you want good players, you have to be able to, to hang on and, and, and recruit against other schools until signing day. To show you how far Arizona football recruiting has come, remember when Ben – before you ran Ben White off as well, uh, another guy that you fired from a 24-7. Give, I'll tell you a story right here. and This doesn't happen anymore, so I can tell this story. Ben was interviewing a player that I think is at – where was he at? Is he at Alabama now or whoever? An offensive yeah. line. Okay, an offensive, an offensive lineman. lineman um, Bell? Bell. Yeah, Bell. Bell. So 
Bell comes on his off or comes on a uh, visit with his buddy to the U of A, and Ben asks him. He says, "Well, would you, uh, uh, you know, what do you think about Arizona?" And he just cuts him off, and he says, "Oh, I would never go to Arizona. I was just there for the visit, man. That doesn't happen anymore." And that's a kudos to Jed Fish right there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, look, they're not going to land every kid, but I've never heard someone basically tell me, "Oh, I'm not considering Arizona at all." And, As and they're on an official visit. Yeah, I mean, and, and Mike and I are going to be busy. I, I already posted this, but there's going to be – we're in line for three more commitments this week, Mike. Oh, wow. Three right. more football commitments. I'm not naming oh. names, but this June has been absolutely ridiculous for Jetfish. Okay, geez. No, legit Pac-12 offers, all of them. I had somebody ask me the other day, when you use the term OKG, is this a term of derision? Yes. Absolutely. It is. It is a term of derision. Right. All right, Sheer, I know you got to get off, but can you hang around for five more minutes? Yeah. Good. That's what I like to hear. Shelby, it's on me. Um, now, we got to talk about the quarterback situation right here. Um, Demarcus Davis out of California right now is basically the priority quarterback for the University of Arizona in the 2024 class. Um, obviously, he's looking at Oregon State. This would be a nice kid, though, for Arizona to get. And it would be a really nice stable going into next year because I don't know anybody that believes that Delora will be back next year. Granted, he could be if he wanted. But if you have a quarterback room where you've got Noah Fafita, Brayman Dorman, and Demarcus Davis – I feel pretty good about the talent that's in that room there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, Davis really, really liked his visit to Arizona. Uh, Oregon State did well. He's visiting Washington. Um, you know, they also have a guy out of Texas they could get pretty much if they want named Kellen Tasby. He's a really big kid, athletic, doesn't have the offer list of Davis. And I think there's some other things cooking behind the scenes. Uh, I was told not to worry about Arizona's quarterback position uh, in terms of recruiting. They've done well there, but – you know, you, you've got to pick up at least one more. Uh, you know, the the uh, nobody I've talked to expects Jaden Delora to be back after this season. And, right. and that's kind of when you hand the reins to Noah Fafita and you work with depth and all that, let him have a competition with Braden Dorman. But you got to bring in one more scholarship guy, and, and I would assume it'll be a good one. I've got a Noah Fafita story here in just a second. I will. Sheer isn't the only one that gets to talk with connected people from time to time. <laughs> but first, Shady Rays. You might look at Jason Shear and say, how how could I look as cool as Shear can? Well, you can't. But there's uh, the ways that you can enhance the Im image, though, and that goes with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. These are not polarizing sunglasses. These are polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. These are five-star recruits right here. This is the Bijan Robinson of sunglasses. Check it out, Shady Rays. KB Thiel, you're a good man. And again, good stuff right there. Um, so I get people also that ask me, will the 2024 recruiting class be in the top 25? No. But I'm also at the point, though, with this coaching staff, and we've talked about it, but I need to reiterate it again because it's a rare, important point that I make, that the – you look at the players that have come in and I snoop around uh, a campus because I live right by campus. I even, I'm buying a golf cart next week, by the way, so I can jet around campus, but I got to get a, a permit for it. Um, but uh, these kids that are coming in, these some of these kids who are three stars, like I've seen Tylen Gonzalez on campus. This is a massive individual right here. And he's not moving like his knees are connected to their – like he, he can actually move. You've seen Polito in here as well. 
I don't really look at it because this staff has proven to me by this point that they know what they're looking for here. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like some of their lower – I mean, look, we, we mentioned Jonah is a just massive human being who's a first-round draft pick. Jonah was very lightly recruited when Arizona right. got right? Wendell Moe, massive dude. Didn't have offers to really anyone when Arizona got him. You, you just – you trust the coaching staff. You know, you just do. And there's a difference between – we said this – Every show, it feels like, right? There's a difference between missing with small guys that it would have to be remarkable for them to play versus big guys that at least physically will be able to stand there and do what you want. May not be very good, but you have something to kind of mold and and work with as opposed to smaller guys who it's just it's just not going to work. You don't have Sheer and me lining up right there at the uh, tackle in the uh, the tackle in the guard position again. But all that's all I'm going to say is that these dudes are huge right there. And by the way, saw Ephesians Prysock as well. I'm going to go on record right now and say that he is going to emerge out of this uh, this season as somebody that is on a top two uh, two day draft charts. I think he's going to be that good there, Sheer. I do too. And and the thing about him, if you if you guys haven't seen him in person you would never know he's a corner. I mean, he looks right. like a wide receiver. He's built like a wide receiver. Um, he's a big dude. And, and so once he puts on a little bit more muscle, uh, there's a reason why, and, and I like Christian Roland Wallace, but there's a reason why the coaching staff didn't freak out when he went to USC and, and Price Hawks that reason. You know, it's it's going to be fun. I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch USC to see how many of these guys actually play. Yeah, uh, that, that USC Arizona game is going to be crazy. Right. Um, yes, that's going to be very interesting right there. All right. Now, uh, before we sign off right here, I got beat up on the boards, though, for uh, talking about fam Speedy Luke too much. Guess what? I'm going to talk about him again. All right. Um, that's the guy that we're also, I think, kind of forgetting about a little bit here. And that Speedy looked pretty good when he played. Um, I got to believe that there is going to be a uh, there's got to be a spot for him on. There's got to be a spot in this for a real role, not just kind of the TJ Johnson nonsense role, but a real role for the speedster. Yeah, they got to figure it out. I mean, and I know Jonah Coleman and DJ Williams and all those guys are are good. And, you know, Michael Wiley, I, I'm not saying that they cut those guys, but they got to they got to figure it out. They got to do it at wide receiver end around special teams. They got to get him 10 touches a game and, and go from there right all right sheer i'm gonna let you sign off right here what are you doing though by the way uh 50 off sale wildcat authority and i'm taking a bunch of girls to the movies right now and then i'm hanging out with another pretty girl michael luke tomorrow at such and seven and Bruce, Mike and Bruce, what a time to be alive. Dude, seriously. And I'm going to start, again, show you real quickly how the Bruce Pascoe moves and operates. I start a group chat with Bruce Pascoe, and he immediately says, he immediately says, well, I don't know that I'll be there. Then he messages me privately, and he says, who's this other guy in the group chat? As I said, uh, Bruce, this is Jason. We're going to be up there. Where will you be? Come on, Bruce. Come on. We need more out of you, not less. But and the best part about these events, so everyone knows, is Mike texts me about a week and a week and a half before and says, Sheer, make our schedule. And you know what? I did it, didn't I? Yep. You know what? Sometimes you don't get the credit for being a leader of men. I think so many times Umar Ballo gets all the credit, Dylan Anderson, but there are some times that you should get that as well. KB Thiel, you should be up there, dude. It's going to be a good time. All right, Sheer. Are you going to stop by Circle K on the way up? Absolutely. I'll be thirsty. And what better way? To quench your thirst, Thunder. Okay. All right, Sheer. You guys have a safe time. Uh, enjoy the travel back to Yuma. Yeah. <laughs>
You were in Yuma. I'm not going back to Yuma. Oh, they're going to drive. Shelby's making that drive on Saturday. Yeah, because I was going to say, dude, Yuma's gross. I've been it to Yuma. Gross. It is gross. There's nothing Would you rather live in Yuma or Phoenix? Oh, Phoenix. Yuma's I gross. I just wanted to see how far you'd go with that. All right, Sheer, sign off. Have a good day, dude. Later. All right, TTFN. All right, now we've got to come to the bills right here. Jacob Franklin, the esteemed producer, was worried that I wasn't going to read some of these. I was, Jacob, but I had to do these first. All right, now first, OGs. You can find them at your local dispensary. At ogsbrands.com, must be 21 years up to enjoy responsibly. Now, you might be like Jacob Franklin and having a hard time sleeping because you got the kids, you're having to do a lot of different stuff. That's where OGs comes into play right there. Check it out. You got the uh, re, uh, you got their rebranded, rebranded as Happy Balance, new strawberries and cream, CBD THC one-to-one ratio. And again, pink lemonade dropping on June 21st. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. And bet MGM. All right. Now, had to wait till the end because I wanted to take up a lot of valuable time with Sheer. But first, bet MGM. If you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. The NBA draft is today, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. I believe Scoot Henderson should go number two. I would bet on Scoot Henderson going number two. But if you think I'm an idiot, go against me. But either way, check out BetMGM. Now, let's hear Shane Diefenbach, who will be up there as well with the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369 New York. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 522 4700 Kansas, Nevada. 1 800 327 5050 Massachusetts. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan. All right. Now, I would encourage all of you guys to come up to Section 7, though, if you can. It's actually a really, really good time. You get to watch a lot of good basketball players, and you get to watch kind of see where the Tommy Gun's going, kind of jet in and out, see where he's going. But I would recommend going up there. It's a very, very good time. And, you know, plus you can maybe see me and Sheeran, Bruce Pascoe up there as well. All right. So I'm going to be up there all day tomorrow. We're going to come back, and we're going to do a live stream when I get back tomorrow because, as you all know, no days off around here. But I'll be back probably about 7.15, breaking down all the players that I saw, uh, giving maybe maybe even some highlights there as well. But as always, really appreciate you guys hopping in there with the uh, – and thanks to Sheer for pinch hitting on this one. We will be – I'll be back with you tomorrow about 7.15 for the great Jacob Franklin behind the scene. I'm Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.